Hi, I'm Mary Covington. I'm a senior boarding student at Darlington, and welcome to Darlington Podcast. Today, I'm recapping the fall sports season with varsity coaches Brent Evans, Wayne Groves, Anna Harris, Christina Kopp, and Melissa Smiley. Thank you all for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. So let's simply start off. Why don't you briefly explain to our listeners who you are and what team y'all coach? Uh, my name is Brant Evans, and I am the head cross-country coach, both girls and boys. Um, and this is my fourth year as head coach. Uh, coach Wayne Groves, I'm the head varsity football coach here at Darlington School. I'm Christina Cobb. I'm the head um, volleyball coach here. This is also my fourth year as the head coach. I'm Anna Harris. I'm the head softball coach here, and this is my fifth year. And I'm Melissa Smiley, and I'm one of the spirit cheerleading coaches and competition cheerleading coaches. At Darlington, our unique sense of community is always a talking point within the student body, faculty, and alumni. How would you describe the impact of Darlington's rich community within your respective teams? Uh, for, uh, for me uh, in cross country, I think we are blessed to get students from all across the world who I guess sign up for cross country not knowing what it involves yet. And so uh, they, uh, this year we had students from obviously the United States, but from Kenya, Germany, Argentina, um, Palestine, so like our stretching at the end of practice, we can we count it down and we can count in a variety of different languages, Spanish, obviously English, Chinese, German, um, we got Turkish and um, uh, Arabic this year. Good. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> that's it's, actually really cool. And it, it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of fun for us to get to talk with everybody about their their homes and what their life is like and how foreign running uh, you know 3.11 miles can be sometimes still regretting not doing it yeah <laughs> should have been there <laughs> should have been there one thing I'll say about with me coming in as being the first year head football coach uh, is is what pride people have in this community and the uh, and, and the pride people have from being here and the former players here and, and just the overall culture that that brings to your football program, which is, is really, uh, really special. And so uh, just diving into that and uh, being a part of that and seeing all the people that are pulling in the direction to help Darlington football and Darlington athletics uh, be successful, uh, that's been a really, uh, really cool thing to be a part of this year. So I've been blessed in that aspect. Um, well, we all know that at Darlington there's a big commitment to excellence in our student body. And I think as I've watched the volleyball program grow over the few years, I've seen that commitment to excellence really show with our players. And um, we ask a lot of them, especially this year, and we, they never back down. They always are really committed to giving 100% and being really bought in. So I think that's really special about our community that um, sometimes you know we don't see in other teams that we play. I agree. Same for softball. You know, we keep kind of raising the standard every year, and the girls are trying to step up and meet it. You know, they don't back down, and they work hard, and we, we've seen the, you know, improvement each season. So really just speaks to, you know, the commitment to excellence in our community. And I think for cheerleading, um, 
we've developed that by having an additional program. So we have had a really strong spirit program. Um, and years ago, I think we saw the last time we had a competition team was I think 13 years ago. And um, just the girls being more athletic and being more active and wanting to do more with, with what they enjoy, being able to not only have a competition team this year, but be, do well um, has been a great um, kind of example of how our kids want to continue growing and doing better and having more. A season can start in a multitude of ways, whether it is a positive or negative. How would you say the opening of your season or preseason preparation impacted the student athletes on y'all's respected teams? Um, for us, I think the preseason went really, really well. We had nine students who were able to uh, meet their mileage goals for the for the summer. We do 12 weeks uh, starting in May, and it ends in August. And they kind of we have a plan, and each student has its own has their own. Uh, mileage, but um, you know, we had some go over 600 miles in 12 weeks, and some hit their 200 mile goal uh, in in 12 weeks. Um, but to see them like on Strava, if they're not here for the summer running with us, to see you know Zach Kamani running in Kenya and getting his 400 plus miles he did over the summer by himself in Kenya was pretty awesome. With football, our preseason is, is, is extremely valuable. You know, we start with spring practice uh, the first week of May and we go two weeks. Uh, even though we don't have all our players, we got some guys in baseball and, and guys in track, but to get that foundation started and then we're lifting weights year round. So uh, once summer starts, we get into our summer program, uh, we're going four days a week of practice in, in June and July and that's kids showing up at 8.30 every morning, they're lifting weights, they're going to position meetings, they're watching film from the previous practice, and then we're going out practicing helmets for about an hour and a half to hour and 45 minutes. And so to get our team ready, get our team prepared physically, uh, and, then, and then mentally as far as schemes go, uh, our summer is, is extremely valuable and our preseason is it's the only way I think you can get a, a team ready to compete at a high level. And so our kids made a great commitment to that this year, and that's gonna get better as the years go. But uh, you know, I was really pleased with our preseason and our, our numbers and our attendance. You know, we had you know basically over 98% attendance every every single day. So um, very proud of that. It's a good foundation uh, that's that's been new here. How we did the summer and and the kids really stepped up and uh, and and performed really well, getting ready for the season. So was happy for that for football. For volleyball, we work really hard over the summer, and we have something we do called the summer challenges that we started last season. It's eight or nine different challenges. Some of them are physical, some of them are mental, some are relational, and um, we have a week at the beginning of the school year where they have to complete those challenges. And so um, they worked really hard over the summer on all of those things. Um, this year we had several what we call challenge conquerors, which means um, those individuals completed the challenges on, on their first try, and that's really hard to do. So I was really proud of them for showing up to summer practice, showing up to the weight room over the summer. You know, we didn't have to get onto them this year. They wanted to be there. And also, kind of like Brant said, a lot of them worked individually. You know, boarding students who couldn't be there were working at home, were going to clubs in their area to play. And so um, that was a great way to start our season off right by being really prepared for the season. I thought it was really cool that y'all had an assist student come in early this year. Yeah. 
to plan. I've never seen that before, and I don't know yeah. if everybody listening knows what assist students are, but they're here for one year. Right. You want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? That's really cool. Yeah, so we had an assist student this year, Antonia. Um, she's a junior, and she, you know, let me know early in the spring, like, hey, I'm coming to Darlington. I love volleyball. I really want to play, and um, she was super committed, and she got here early. Um, she moved into the dorms early um, just so she could participate in volleyball and be prepared for that. And it was really cool for her to get connected with the other boarding students that early. Um, and she made an immediate impact on our team. She was able to start. Um, and so that's a really cool opportunity we have here at Darlington um, for that. And she's only here for a year, so we're really going to miss her next year. But we're really happy to have her. That's actually just like something that like really shows that Darlington like has such a big impact on so many mm-hmm. people and like how much strive and commitment that mm-hmm. a lot of these people have here. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's like in their schoolwork or just like on their respected teams, it's kind of just yeah. everyone just like is committed to something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for softball, we have each year summer attendance has gotten better and better. So you know, I've had up to nine or ten girls out each summer um, and that's big from where we first started you know when I first started and got here I had maybe four or five girls out at summer practice and now it's gotten to where the majority of the team is here and I've gotten more um, boarding student involvement so there were a few that came in maybe like the week before season started which kind of made things tough but they all did a great job coming in working hard and you know integrating themselves with the team we had a few girls come out that had never played before but it made a huge impact on the team. And just the, the way that the girls that were here this summer bought in and were at practice every day and were working hard on their individual skills, it really showed up out on the field this season. So I'm just proud of where the softball team has started and where we are now, just the improvement we've had each summer and each year. We have a couple of different things for spirit cheer. We typically start, we have a work week, um, a week or so before school starts that we get everything done that we're going to need to have for the season. We go ahead and do all the run-through signs and paint everything and learn cheers and dances and so forth so that during the season um, our practices can be a little bit different, which was great this year because um, the majority of the Spirit Squad cheerleaders were also competition cheerleaders. We had a handful that weren't, but I think 11 of the spirit cheerleaders were competition cheerleaders. So now we had to figure out a way to practice with two different teams with the same block of time for practice. You know, since we have boarding students, we're a little bit limited in um, what our practice time looks like for after school and um, study halls and things like that. So um, trying to figure out how to practice two varsity programs at the same time for the same season was um, a little bit complicated. but. But we made it work. Um, The competition girls immediately when school was out in May had a stunt clinic that went for a couple days just to kind of get where we needed to be for stunning. And then we had three days of choreography in the summer where they, and that's all kind of GHSA mandated when it can happen, um, where they learn their routine. And then it's the same thing with just workouts and conditioning like the other sports. And then um, getting ready to start everybody at the beginning of August for fall sports, um, getting everybody focused and ready to do everything they can. That's good. It's actually like really interesting whenever like y'all kind of just say like y'all's preseasons, like I don't feel like a lot of people like realize how much like, especially like I don't really feel like like a lot of people understand like how much preparation or like how much like 
these kids like and stuff like really work for their things and it's just really just cool to see like the start and then the finish mm -hmm. it is you know when we come we only, we were here like three days a week for cross country and, and you see everybody here mm -hmm. you know during the summer usually when we get there at 7 30 football showing up and they're usually leaving way well after we get there uh, poor softball is the hottest place on the planet in, in <laughs> August, is. and uh, seeing them out there. Out there. <laughs> I know we're running in the heat, but that place is hotter than any place we run. Definitely. Um, so yeah, it's fun to it's fun to see everybody when we come through in the summer. What would you say was the key point or highlight in your team's season that dictated the success of your program this year? You know, I think for for cross country. Um, I think just overall commitment level was a huge piece. I mean, it is just, it's it's a grind. It's a long time, but they they I think our senior leadership, especially on our boys team, has been so good. Um, they they've set a great example for our younger kids on what that looks like. And then you know, in the first month of the the season, we had our first race, and then. Um, one of our top seniors, Aiden Parsa, goes out with a stress fracture. He would have been probably one of our top three runners, top four runners. And I think we had a long conversation about how do we, we know he's going to be out probably the rest of the year, how do we make sure that everybody else is stepping up? It's not just the people behind him, it is everybody. And I think that was a catalyst for them really stepping up. Um, and then the highlight was, I'll save that for the next question, I think. <laughs> so. Well, for football, you know, we're still we're still in it. We're still going. So we're playing uh, Whitfield Academy in the first round of the state playoffs. And so I think as a as a first year head coach, you know, being able to to make the playoffs. You know, Darlington had been in the playoffs 16 straight years. So being able to make the playoffs this year to make it uh, 17 straight years in in the playoffs, and be able to you know keep that you know. The, the bare minimum standard is what I think is, is, is making the playoffs. And so hopefully we've got bigger things to come. If the kids kids keep working, keep keep getting better, keep pushing each other and uh, being efficient at practice, I think uh, you know we can we can go a few rounds deep in the playoffs and, and see what happens. So I know our boys are gonna keep playing hard and keep working hard. So we'll be excited to see what happens this Friday and the in the weeks to come in the in the GHSA playoffs. So we're excited. I hope you mess up your Thanksgiving holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's always the goal, you know. And I've I've got to practice on Thanksgiving quite a bit in my career, so um, you know that's always a big deal to be able to bring the boys in and practice on Thanksgiving morning and and uh, and have that time and then get get to split up and go to be with your families, enjoy Thanksgiving. That's uh, that's special. It's a special week. I think for volleyball, there wasn't one particular moment that defined our success, but I think this team's resiliency to push through the season really determine the outcome of our success in the end. Um, we were a really young team, eight sophomores, four upperclassmen, only two of those upperclassmen were returning varsity players. So we really saw this as a rebuilding year um, and the girls really decided like, yes, we're young, but we wanna go as far as we can. And um, we had a lot of injuries this season. Um, you know, we had a tough opening to the season, just trying to figure out our dynamic as a young team and how we're going to play together. But they were so resilient through all of those things, playing multiple positions, stepping up to fill the leadership roles that, you know, those girls that had graduated last year. And we ended up finishing six and two in our regular season in region, which was huge for us. And so I think that our success really was 
determined by them pushing through those challenges um, to get to the, where they wanted to be in the end. Yep. Softball early on in the season, we talked a lot about our goals for the season and really tried to hone in on what we wanted out of the season. And, you know, our first goal was to have a winning season because we hadn't had a winning record in a while. Um, didn't quite reach that, but we won more games this year than we did last year. I think one of the biggest turning points was when we beat Pepperell this season because their pitcher is the best pitcher in the region. She's going to play at the next level, and nobody's hit her the way that we hit them that that game. And we were down a starter that game as well, and I think that – that win showed the girls that, hey, we can, we can play with people, we can compete with good teams, and we deserve to be out on the field with good teams. And even being down a starter, we still, we still hit really well. We, that was the first game where I think we really played as a team and just gave them so much belief in their abilities and what we can do as a team. And, you know, we ended up making playoffs for the first time in two years, I think. It's been yeah, been two years since we made playoffs, so that was exciting for them to get to the get to playoffs again and just continue to build on, you know, and get better each season, just showing that like, hey, we're a good team. If we believe in ourselves and we band together as a team and work together, the success of this program is just gonna continue to grow and they're all buying into, you know, even though we may not see or reap the immediate benefits of what we're doing, what we do now is going to impact this program later on and what kind of legacy do we want to leave. And I think these girls are really buying into we want to build a winning culture in, for the softball program, and they're continuing to just believe themselves, and, and we're getting there. So it's exciting. For us, ours was just a huge learning curve. We were like, what, what are we going to do? What, what's going to happen? What is it going to look like when we go out and compete? Um, and so we did similar to Coach Harris, kind of set some goals. Like this is where we want to go and see what happens with that. Competition cheerleading is kind of weird because when you go to the competitions, yes, technically you're competing to win, but really you're competing for a score. So every week the GHSA posts all the scores for that week. So you're really trying to be with the other people score-wise. Sometimes you don't know where everybody's going to go for the competitions each week. So sometimes you have a big competition that has five or six people in your division Sometimes you might have a competition that only has a couple of people in your division. So so winning the competition is not really as big a deal as like what your score is going to be. So um, our first competition was at Pepperell. It was a great competition. There are tons of schools there. And we just wanted to beat somebody. Like that's what we went in and we're like, our goal is to, to beat somebody. Um, and we took second place at that competition. It was the very first one. And so um, that, was, that was great. Um, and so then... After that, we had like a certain point. Uh, we wanted to get a certain number of points. And so the next week we went to Kusa and we jumped our score by like 16 points from one week to the next week. And so they could just see that, you know, they could trust the process. Because, you know, a lot of times student athletes don't really think that their coaches are telling them the best plan. You know, they, they know what the best plan is. And so it was so great to be able to be like, look, we need to do these things differently and to see results immediately, you know, that doesn't necessarily happen throughout a whole long season, but that happened for us on the front end that really helped get our girls bought in to we, we, we knew what to do and they needed to trust us that we were making the best decisions. Um, we're like Coach Groves, we still are in the process. Um, we're competing in the state championship on Friday. 
Um, and so, you know, we, we've had great success since then, but it was kind of that, that early setting some smaller goals and meeting those goals that got them bought in to, to do what they needed to do to get where we're going to be. The end of the season can signify multiple things, knowing some of y'all are not at y'all's end of the season yet. Um, how will the culture and community change, and what are your goals to continue for next year? So with cross country, um, our girls team only had one returner. The good news is they are, they're all able to come back. There's no seniors on the, the team. Um, so I, I'm hoping that that they were able to take a lot from kind of the senior leadership from the boys team and can capitalize off that. Because I think if we get them all back, um, I think we've got some freshmen that'll come up and really step up. And I think that they can, they can then be equivalent to how successful our boys team has been. And the history of the girls team has been much better technically than the boys team. Um, with the boys, it's going to be tough because we're losing a lot of great kids, a lot of great kids who have done so well for so many years. Um, but I think one of the things they've done so well is instill a level of commitment and the hard work uh, ethic that our younger guys need to have, and, and girls for that matter. Um, so we're going to miss them, but I'm looking forward to seeing kind of their legacy after they leave as, you know, that that strive for commitment and hard work. They're still going to run every day. I can just tell. Kate Scott <laughs> runs the trails yeah. at WNL every day with my sister. <laughs> like, they're still going to run. Yeah. And they're probably going to come back and be like, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just it's going to be tough. I mean, we finished third overall this year. And then, like I said, in chapel or assembly the other day, our average time would have put us in the top ten of every classification except one. Uh, it was, they just – are really, really good. Yeah, those cross country teams insane. I don't get it. It's good. I used to be able to run with them, now I can't. <laughs> with football, you know, when, when the season does does end, hopefully that'll be a, a, a few weeks from now for sure. But, you know, we're definitely going to get crank the uh, intensity of the weight room back up as uh, is, is high to level 10, I guess we would say. Uh, we'd start with our speed and agility training, you know, getting the more in, in extensive into that kind of thing, and then uh, really push to try to develop you know, some, some young leaders on the team and get those guys stepping up and, and, and leading by example first, and then, and then uh, obviously uh, vocal leadership as well, and, and just carry that on. And you know, we've, we've made a lot of strides this year because obviously there's a lot of changes with a new coach coming in. You know, we change how we lift weights, we change how we do summer, you know, we change how we we practice and our tempo. You know, everything's just fast paced and 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 full speed ahead. So, hopefully, uh, you know, another year in the weight room, we'll get bigger, faster, and stronger is always the goal. You know, I tell the guys that you know the magical football fairy is not just going to come sprinkle some dust on you and make you a better player. You know, if you want to get better, you got to work at it. So, we're definitely going to do that. And so, um, you know, hopefully, that's about four or five weeks away from now. But uh, we'll definitely be diving into that uh, that off season training and, and preparation. So we'll be uh, excited about that once the season does wrap up. Coach Graves, you're losing a lot of seniors this year, or a few good ones. How are you going to encourage the coming up seniors to step up to the leadership? Well, we will have definitely, uh, you know, meetings and talk about what it means to be a senior and what it means to to, to, to lead and, and examples of that. and and. 
and give them directions and guidance and, and getting them in that leadership role. And, uh, you know, and, and the weight room is going to handle all that. You know, there's leadership opportunities in there every day. We've got them all together in a class. And so, um, you know, if, you, if you're going to lead, you got, you got that opportunity every single day. And so we'll just keep uh, nurturing that and pushing them uh, toward that kind of mindset. And so we'll get it done. Good. Well, like I said earlier with volleyball, you know, we're a young team this year, um, but um, these girls came into the season knowing, like we went to the state playoffs last year, and so that was their standard when they came onto the team this year, and that's our new standard going forward as, as the bare minimum um, to make it that far, and um, that's our new standard. And so I'm really excited for the coming years where these younger girls can step into these leadership roles, um, as they get older and they're already doing that as sophomores and I'm excited for the freshmen coming up um, to see them leading that way um, and I think as we move forward we need to start thinking more about every single game counting you know we we ended like I said six and two in region we finished um, second in the region but we got to our region tournament and you know we let one game slip that was a really important game and it would have gotten us a much better seating for the state playoffs and so I think with these girls being young um, they're gonna have to really understand like every single point matters every game is important because it's gonna place us better for better success in our state playoffs and so um, I think moving forward, that is kind of where our mindset is going to change. And as they grow and they get older, they're going to understand that more. But um, yeah, I'm just really excited for the coming years. So at the end of the season for softball, I met with each of the girls and just kind of had an end of season meeting with them <clears throat> to discuss, you know, like what, how they felt about the season and kind of what they're thinking for next season. And my biggest thing for them was, you know, we've got to about five or six seniors next year that have played all four, most of them have played all four years. And I expect them to, you know, step up and be the vocal leader. And, you know, we need that senior leadership out there and we need girls who are bought in from the first game to the last, kind of like you were saying for volleyball, you know, every game counts. Every region game matters. It, you know, we ended up fourth in the region this year and, which got us into playoffs, you know, but we had to go play a tough Mount Vernon team who ended up being the runner-up in state this year. And um, if we want to get a better spot and, you know, give our chances or give us better chances for success later on in the season, you know, we have to really buy in early on in the season. So really hoping that those girls take that to heart and know that, you know, softball season's a grind. They know we're going to have – we had 24 games this season. There are some weeks where we have four games a week, and, you know, they need to be prepared to play hard every single game. And I told them, you know, if you're not ready or willing to buy in every single game and play hard every single game, then this might not be the place for you. But, you know, we're that's the culture shift that we're trying to get to, to where, you know, we're not we, – we're supposed to win. We will win. We deserve to win. And I want people who want to come out and play hard and want to win. So if that's not the mindset that you're in, then, you know, maybe this isn't where you need to be. And I mean that in a positive way. You know, that's the – I guess that's a positive culture shift. You know, our softball program's had a tough time winning ball games in years past, and now they see that they can compete and that they can win. So now I'm hoping that my seniors will step up next year and – be ready to buy in every single game and, and lead the team and hopefully get deeper in the playoffs. 
next season. You have a good group of seniors coming up. We so. do. We really do, and I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see how they step up. I think that they're going to do a great job. I think Mia and all of them are just going to be really great. I agree. Mia, Emma is very level-headed, and um, Olivia, athletic, and Sky's going to kill it. Sky's, oh, Sky's Sky. a great teammate and just plays hard, loves the game. So I'm really excited to see how they all kind of step up and lead the rest of this these younger girls for the future generations. Yeah, it really makes it like good because all those people that are coming up are just so passionate about it. Yes. And they all work hard and they want they want to win, so hopefully that rubs off on the rest of the team as well. Oh, yeah. So So for competition cheer, you know, it's weird because um, the way our playoffs work and our championship work is the whole 1A competed against each other last Saturday. And um, they divided us into several different areas, but everybody competes, and then the top 16 scores make it to the championship. But it was really interesting because you don't know when you finish competing whether you made it or not. Um, they posted on GHSA's website later on in the night, and I would say it's probably my highlight of the whole season was we competed um, at sectionals on Saturday, and we were in, at McDonough at Ola High School. Of course, it was packed. They had hosted the co-ed sectionals in the morning and then the whole 1A in the afternoon, so just a million schools there, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, um, so everybody was, the, the intensity level was high. And um, we finished, and we knew where we finished in our area, but our area is really, really hard. You know, the defending state champions are from Floyd County and the defending runners up are from Floyd County. And, you know, so it, we can't, we couldn't really go with where we placed among our area to see where we fit as far as state. And they don't give you any other scores. So we were on the bus and um, I just kept hitting refresh, refresh, refresh on my phone the whole way from McDonough. And then they had said that they were gonna post the scores at eight o'clock and they randomly posted them at like 6.15 instead of 8 o'clock. And I turned to Miss Guest and I was like, I have all the scores. And she was like, what? And so I said, get a piece of paper out. And I started just calling out all the scores of schools that were lower than us. And we knew there were 26 schools, so we knew we needed to beat 10 to, to make it. And so I kept calling them out and calling them out. And the first area that I called out, we had beaten every team but one. And then the second one, we'd beaten every team but one. And I was like, what's happening? And so um, we got to 10, and I'm still calling out teams that we had beaten. And Ms. Guest is screaming, we're in, we're in. And I'm like, well, we have to wait till we have a list. Don't, don't call anybody. Don't tell them. Because we were just so excited um, to not only make it our first year to the championship, but, like, to really make it, you know, not be the bottom, like be in the top group. And so um, it was just so exciting. And the girls were so excited because we were so excited. They're like, what's happening? Are, are we in? You know, and like being able to call Coach Guth and be like, hey, we need to reserve some buses. We're going to Macon Friday on our very first year back was just great. And I think that <laughs> is going to change the um, kind of the community for cheerleading, especially because, you know, there's just a lot of stuff you have to do extra with, like, tumbling classes and not just, you know, working out, just stuff that they have to commit to that they liked that feeling of being there with everybody and, like, matter. they were going to matter. And so I'm hoping that that will kind of filter in for next year so that they'll understand that, you know, this year we were kind of 
really fortunate that there were enough people that wanted to do it and we didn't really know how successful we were going to be and we ended up being very successful but now maybe we can be a little more discriminate and um who's out there and like focus more on our expectations so that hopefully we will continue to get stronger i just remember coming back into my dorm my roommate's riley mm -hmm. i just remember coming back in my dorm and she was so excited she was screaming she's like we just made state yeah. and like all this stuff like that I was like it, it was a good moment for sure yeah, that would definitely give you some momentum going into the girls coming back too you know be able to put on that huge stage in the state championship environment you know right. that's it's a it's addictive you want to go back yeah, so definitely um, it's it's adrenaline rush. <laughs> it's it's for adrenaline sure. rush for sure <laughs> keep raising the standard every that's year right. okay so these are kind of just like fun questions for everyone. So like, what is like the funniest moment? Probably it could be in y'all's coaching staff, in the team, like if that happened this year. I feel like a lot of the funniest moments for me are like the kind of the mundane and like the little things. Um, one thing that actually happened last year was Jade Adderley. He's a senior, he's, he's leaving this, sadly this year from Bermuda. But one of his first practices, we, we have like a free run, and they can go, it's like 45 minute easy run, and we always tell them, run with someone else. If you're on the trails, do not run on the road. And so he gets out there, and I get a phone call, and it's a FaceTime. I don't know the number, but I answer it, and then Jade is like, do you recognize this tree? And he's lost in the woods back here. <laughs> so we had a good time with that, and... <laughs> That then this year became, every time we had a free run, I would say, y'all remember the two rules about free runs, right? And uh, Tommy Cowan established that, yes, we do remember those. It is run by yourself, always on the road. <laughs> so before every free run, we would always establish, you're running by yourself on the road. And hopefully, Jay never got lost, so he, he knew exactly what it meant this year. <laughs> I can just picture that <laughs> being like free toes, like I'm lost. It's like, where am I? What's this tree? Do you know? I'm like, there's a, a million trees back there. Job, no, I don't recognize that tree. So, with football, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a we had our bye week, and you know, during the bye week, I always want to try to practice, you know, three hard days, and and then give give them some time off, just so we can heal up and, and be fresh for the next week. And so. Uh, we had had a good practice on Monday and Tuesday, good hard physical practice. And so Wednesday, uh, I'd reserved a bus, so I had a bus sitting out there. And so the kids come in, they start getting ready for practice. And, and so I tell them, you know, we're going to do something a little bit different today. That, that I heard there's a tradition of uh, the football team running this huge hill across town called Ogre uh, oh, behind yeah. uh, one of the little body, sh body shops over there. And it, it is a steep hill. I have checked it out. And I said, so I don't think we can go through a season without, you know, the football team running Ogre Hill. And, and I just looked around the room and, and it was like I stole the puppy from every one of them. <laughs> Their face just dropped. And I said, but I think we'll have to save that for another time because today we're going bowling. And so we took the kids bowling. Of course, the room erupted when I told them that. Um, but I got them that day. They, I got them real good. You should have just got him on the bus and gone that direction. <laughs> yeah. Do that next year. Do that next year. Next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Delete that right there. Yeah. I guess I'll have to use that one. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, well, we have a lot of fun with volleyball. I mean, we um, at practice, you know, sometimes we play music, and that's always really fun. And 
Um, if you know Coach Clark, who is my assistant coach, you know, he's always doing something off the wall at practice that's making the girls laugh. But one particular moment that I remember from really early in the season was when we were at Barry Camp, which we go to every summer. And it's um, like a three-day camp, team camp. And at the end of the week, there's a big skit night competition. And this skit night competition is really serious every year. The teams go all out. They practice for a long time. There's costumes. Like it's very competitive. And so the girls this year were like, okay, we're, we're making this huge skit. They weren't going to tell any of the coaches what it was. So we had no idea what was going on. And the night of the skit, you know, they're like, oh, we have costumes. We have costumes. So they come out in their costumes. We have no idea what it is. And they're all dressed as birds. And they have, like, giant beaks and these big feather things. And they just look absolutely insane. And it was so funny. They did a skit from the movie Rio, which is, like, I guess a Disney Pixar movie. And I don't know why they chose that. I think they must have some inside joke about it. But it was just the funniest thing because we had no idea what to expect. Everybody loved it. They won one of the awards. So that was just a really funny thing that they did. And I think just shows how much they like to just be really silly together. And, and they don't really care what they look like. <laughs> Wish I had a specific story, you know. But every day out on the softball field is really pretty funny. Kind of like Coach Evans said, just the mundane, you know. Um, I love my coaching staff. We all know Coach Larry. He's hilarious. And then we've got Coach Bell. He's a legend around here. And you <laughs> never, ever know what's going to come out of his mouth. And it is <laughs> always hilarious. And then I've just got a good group of girls that are that are fun. They like to have a good time. So there's always jokes going off and, you know, people laughing. We play music at practice, especially when we're hitting. You know, I hate for it to be quiet out there, you know. So we have a great time out there. Every day is really pretty, pretty special with them. So grateful for a good group of girls. We have just the regular crazy every everyday funny things. Our freshmen, we have three freshmen who sometimes we think they kind of are on a different planet from everybody else. You know, we forget that they don't really know what anything is. And so um, we have probably some good laughs at their expense in a nice, healthy way quite often. Um, you know, every Shropshire is one of them. And I think Miss Guest sometimes just says she's like an alien. You know, like she just comes in she's and she's like crazy talented. Crazy. She's a, crazy. Yeah, she's a world <laughs> champion wakeboarder. And so, and she's this amazing gymnast. But like she'll just come and just do these crazy things and we'll be like, where does she come from? You know, and um, she does it so nonchalant. Yes, just so, and all three of our freshmen are like that. They are just insanely talented, but like just do these crazy things. You know, we were at Chick Fil A Saturday on the way home, and Chick Fil A, you know, notoriously gets your name wrong when they're calling your order. And one of the freshmen, um, his name is Emma, and they had put Amba or something on her. She, she was like, that's my alter ego. And she's usually just really quiet, and it was just so funny, you know, because to see her so excited and just being so funny. But, like, we're kind of the same, just crazy things all the time. They, um, they're really big with traditions. Um, we had one competition that we didn't do really great, and one of the girls' parents, or two of the girls, her sisters, one of the squad's parents were not there, and... They told their parents that they couldn't come. I mean, that was the only one they had been to. They had missed all the other ones, and they were like, you can't come. And so at sectionals, they made their mom sit out in the parking lot and not come in and watch because the one she had watched, we hadn't done really well. So that was really funny. But it's just little things like that. We had a kind of a tagline, I guess, this year. Um, apparently, when you're creating your competition routine, you have to have a theme. And so when they're putting all the music together, they put it together as a theme. And ours was 
back to do it better. And so, like, all of our songs were, like, Backstreet Boys songs or Back in Black or, you know, things like that. But the girls had a little hashtag that was back to do it better, and they would write the letters on their arm before each competition. And we got a little nervous the first one because they were writing it in black Sharpie, and we wear white uniforms. And they had all written it on their arms and, like, pulled their sleeves down and just froze and looked at me and were like, did that just get all over our uniforms? I was like, let's just not worry about it. Let's just go do it. Um, so we got them some shirts for the state championship that have the back to do it better on the back, and they're all pumped about it. So that's that would be one of our cheer things. Thank you, coaches, for joining us today. The entire Darlington community is proud of your teams and accomplishments this fall season. Be sure to follow us along with what is going on on the winter season through Darlington Athletics on Instagram for updates and announcements. We are glad that you tuned in to this episode of Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and you can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for the a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication and advancement teams, and the intro music is alumni produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.